Welcome to Tax Wrap, the podcast of Tax and Super Australia. Each fortnight, we present news and insights to tax and SMSF practitioners. If you've got any questions, comments or even suggestions, get in touch at podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Welcome to the Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 221. I'm your host, Steve Burnham. Uh, now, as at mid-July 2020, about 3.3 million Australians are in receipt of the JobKeeper wage subsidy of about uh, of, of $1,500 a fortnight. The data shows that around 896,000 businesses are registered over Australia. Now, the JobKeeper package, as it stands, is due to lapse in September. And as yet, we don't know what is to be announced in regard to income support in the government's economic statement, which is due to be announced on July 23. I'm recording this podcast during the week of uh, July 13 to 17, 2020. In the meantime, Tax and Super Australia members have been having uh, an interesting, (laughs) quote, time dealing with the uh, various problems and conundrums and having successes as well uh, that have been thrown members' ways by by their clients. I decided to ring around the country um, to see how members are dealing and what they've found with the JobKeeper package and how clients have been coping with it. Uh, and now the first person who answered the phone was a, a guy called Ian Wallace. Now Ian's a sole practitioner working out of Epping in New South Wales and he has about 120 or a few more clients than that, uh, tax and SMSF clients. And here's what Ian had to say. One example was an elderly uh, GP that um, that couldn't go to his work because of his own uh, risk. Ah, so uh, that meant he couldn't get his income. You know? So um, he was able to apply for the JobKeeper. Um, even though you'd think that financially he probably didn't need to, mm. uh, if you're just looking at it as a social welfare. So the JobKeeper is not really a social welfare um, policy. It's more a uh, keep the economy moving that's and, right. and keep money flowing through the economy. I suppose, well, that's why they looked at a reduction in revenue of 30% was the, was the, the trigger. That's right. That's right. Mm. Uh, and uh, so, whereas after September, they might move it to more a social welfare type of uh, policy. Oh, yeah. but, at the, but at the moment, um, it's really uh, poor business. And as I say to the clients, well, you know, if you do receive it, you should be out there uh, spending in, in the economy. Uh, yes, that's right. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Which is, I think, what originally it was all about. Mm. Did you did you have many clients come to you for a JobKeeper help? Yes, uh, a surprising range of um, of, of clients uh, mm. that were able to uh, to benefit from it, and mm. and the cash flow one as well. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, the the cash flow one was a, a fairly automatic one. Um, yeah. Incredibly generous, but uh, I can't quite work out why they were so generous for that one. Well. Uh, it, it's anyway, a, it's all finite and all runs out, I suppose. We'll find out next week, I assume. Well, that's, uh, I think, particularly the money in Canberra. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, that's, uh, they were very generous with the cash flow one, I think. Mm. Uh, with, so with, I think that'll... Mm. With, I was going to ask you about uh, getting back to the JobKeeper. Did you find that clients had, like, problems? Did they have, like, things they had to work around to get onto the, onto the books? Uh, pro- they had a, incredible problems in the registration going through the tax office, whereas an accountant, we're quite used to it. Oh. We're used to the fact that they dump a lot of information on you and they send you around in circles and, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's too much information. Yeah. Uh, and they got lost in that. Uh, but once we 
been through it a few times through the portal, we were able to uh, streamline the process and, and help them and oh, get yeah. them onto it and, and react to, you know, the extra um, uh, disclosures of revenue and things that uh, would have, even for quite intelligent clients, been a very tedious exercise for them. Yeah, so we yeah. were very supportive in, in that role, I think, of uh, streamlining it, encouraging it, and helping the clients to uh, to get what was due and what the government had planned for them. Exactly. No, I, the other practitioner I've spoken to, I, I, we're incredibly busy over this last period. Um, um, they found that, the, yeah, people were coming and wanting help with all sorts of things. Uh, so you found the same yourself, did you? I, I think so. It was mainly, um, I, I sort of just uh, served the clients as they need to be served in, yep. in their requirements and uh, each each one is different. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's not a matter of going out and saying, right, I'll do the cash flow for you, I'll do this and I'll do that and right. uh, then leave them alone. It's more listening to what their needs are at a point of time and then focusing on those and, uh, and yep. working through. So, uh, uh, and I, I think uh, some, it was interesting with some clients, they were, they were concerned as to they sort of saw the job keeper as a um, almost like a social welfare thing. So they were saying, "Oh no, I'm okay, and uh, I don't oh. need to apply for that." And yeah. uh, and and it was probably okay in the time they may not have needed to. No, um, no. but uh, so it wasn't sort of I think well understood in the community, particularly you know with Centrelink and various means testing and all that we that we're well, quite used to. This job keeper is yeah. something quite different. It was all in the mix, wasn't it? Um, we actually, Tax and Super Australia at the moment, are conducting a survey of members. I don't know whether you've seen that, but um, we're asking... I've seen it, no. you, oh, you have? If you, fill that out if you've got a minute. But we're asking um, participants if they consider they have clients who will not survive as a business if the JobKeeper uh, package was taken away in September, if it was just finished and fell off the cliff. Um, what's your view? Do you think you've got clients that just may have struggled to survive were it not for JobKeeper? Uh, well, I, I think earlier I said that, that COVID was you know, affecting people right across the community, but I, I think in the end there's certain types of businesses that it's really damaged because mm. of the government policy, that it, like restaurants and various things like that. I don't have any clients in that particular field, but I think they're, um, uh, they're, they're in a lot of trouble. Uh, right. That whole retail area, a lot of problems. And I think extending it September may keep them alive for a little bit longer, but I, I think um, you know they've, they've got substantial problems and they need to be restructured. And like, yeah. you know, you take away at a restaurant and various things. So, uh, so I think that's, um, uh, there are going to be some businesses where you could extend it, but all you're doing is just deferring the, um, the end result. The pain, uh, yeah better for them to probably have a have a program where they're uh, they're getting assistance from an accountant or or, or someone you know with uh, with some business sense to to guide them through the process yeah uh, but uh, I think the nature of our modern society with low interest rates encourages high debt um, and um, you know, it's it's very difficult for this to to come in as it has mm. and uh, it, your average business is probably not viable, um, given a you know a two-year window uh, to to run that uh, without extensive um, financing and uh, uh, running through. That's that's the problem. That they yes they might sort of survive for a, a period of time, short yeah. period of time, but 
you know the long run they're um, they're out of business. It's a, no, it's a, no. I think it's a bit of a reenactment of uh, of Keating's recession we had to have because mm -hmm. I remember driving around uh, an industrial area of Silverwater around Sydney yep. that was an area that had a lot of small businesses, and I remember at, at Keating's time that it struck me that he wiped out so many small businesses through his high interest rates. And I think the COVID is, is doing a Keating again. Oh, it's going wow. to wipe them out and the yep. new generation will move in. So uh, in five or 10 years time, we'll look around and we'll see all the businesses there, but they'll have different owners. Yeah. So I there'll see. be yeah. uh, a, a number of them. The, uh, the, the only way out might be um, maybe some sort of bankruptcy or something that they might have to go through, which is an awful thought. Uh, but there will yeah. be some businesses that are in that line, yeah, uh, yeah. particularly in the in the retail area, uh, unless they're released from leases and uh, and various things. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what the government does come up with, perhaps next week. But uh, it's very yeah. hard. But I think it needs to be targeted, and I think they 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 really need. Well, the government, certainly this government, is very loath to talk and use accountants. You, know, the, you can see ATSIC and things, they, they don't like accountants uh -huh. uh, because you can see the way they've excluded them from all the decision-making processes they've ever been involved in. Right, right. So I can't, see, I can't see the government wanting to use accountants in a way of uh, helping small business to, uh, to, to actually work out of the, um, this, this recession, which, which is a shame, uh, unfortunately. Because accountants, on the front line, we we do. I mean, you 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 deal with well. All the the time. Accountants, well, in, in my case, there's a lot of accountants that have been trained up for years on on ethics and small business and tax, mm. and they've got a you know a wonderful general uh, knowledge, cash flow, yep. the whole thing. Uh, but uh, it doesn't seem to be in line with what the government has wanted, because you see, with ATSIC, uh, the way they've excluded us away from uh, advice on superannuation and. Uh, um, investment of any sort, mm, and they've true. given it to um, uh, and, and given it to people that we saw in the Royal Commission as an absolute disaster. Um, mm. But uh, I'm not saying all accountants are perfect, um, <laughs> but, but but they're they're trained to to handle situations that are complex like this. Yes, and work through, and they understand the uh, implications from a liquidity, from a liquidation, from a tax. Yep. Um, when, when you say when you say Royal Commission, you mean the Hain, the Hain thing? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think that, that highlighted the um, absolute failure of the, uh, the government decisions in yes, regard to yeah. uh, certainly excluding accountants. But yeah, still. Well, the, mm. Certainly the taxes, the way to uh, work with the JobKeeper, that's, yep. that's been very good. Um, I don't think the, the government can sustain it for too long. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, unless they keep printing money. Well, that's uh, the thing, isn't it? <laughs> but I think uh, it's been uh, very helpful in the in the short term. Uh, yeah. Very um, a simple sort of technique to uh, to work through. But yeah. uh, whether it's a, a a client that's a small builder or whatever they might be, you know, mm. it just it helps them to work through in a fairly simple sort of way to to cope with this downturn. Yeah. And to keep in business, the main thing we've got to keep people in business so that uh, on the other side, you know, they can uh, come out and, and keep the economy going. What's in the name, job keeper? That's what it's meant to do. Keep keep people in That's business, right. as you just said. That's right. So that was Ian Wallace, a sole practitioner working from Epping in Sydney. I next went to Darwin and spoke to Kylie Hyman, who 
uh, his principle of uh, territory, tax and accounting. Um, Kylie's business um, has about 400 clients, 35 of which are businesses. And I spoke to her about her experience with the whole JobKeeper scheme. So, look, tell me about your experiences, the, the, war, the war stories, as I see. <laughs> the war stories. Um, well, probably started with the use of the GST turnover as oh, the yeah. measure. Yep. Not, there's no business people. I think everybody had to look up that definition. Oh, right. Which yep. is, you know, like they've used terminology for a start that business people don't know. Right. They don't use so, it every day. Uh, yeah, so why not just say all your sales for them for the month or right. that sort of stuff? Um, and also the misunderstanding with people thinking they had to qualify every month. Oh, rather than with, just do it once, yeah. Yes, yeah. so you're constantly telling people, even now, even just the other day, I said, no, you've already qualified, we're just reporting from now on. Okay. So that was a big misconception because everyone goes, oh, I'm doing really well now and I don't, you know, I don't need the job keeper. And you go, yeah, you do. You've sort of got to explain to them that, you know, come September, you're not going to have all these benefits. No. And if, because it's sort of a false economy because there's lots of stimulus in the NT that's only going to run for maybe three to six months. Okay, yep. And then you sort of go, well, what's going to happen after that? So there's more, the, the state, I mean, the, the territory government's doing more than JobKeeper and all the federal Yes, yes. So our NT government have been quite good. They were very slow to begin with. Right. Um, for people to, you know, there's lots of hoops that people have to jump through. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. As part of the application process. But once they finally ironed out the problems, yeah. the money started flowing. Oh, um, yes. So the job keeper, so yeah, the terminology, obviously the short time frames that we were given was a bit of a, a, a nightmare, especially for sole practitioners. Oh, like I had to within you know a week we had to assess every single business and they then made the assumption that everybody had their bookkeeping up to date so you're scrambling to get bookkeeping up to date because i'm not going to write my name against something and say oh yes this person has a 30 percent drop in turnover right if they haven't got their bookkeeping up to date no, so no. that was a big you know you had to do bookkeeping within a week for over 30 businesses and I'm very small. So I struggled mm. versus, you know, imagine a large firm. They would well, just right. be pulling their hair out. Oh, of course. And, and then you had to do it in quick, smart time. I mean, you would have been clocking a lot of hours, I'd imagine. Yes. And not getting paid. So, you know, you just, cause you're constantly dealing with people in financial war and distress. And it's more the uncertainty of everything was a oh. lot of, so, um, so, so when you say not when you say not getting paid, did you feel reluctant to charge for your time, or it's just something you did? Oh, absolutely. You've yeah, got okay. you know. You, I had. I'm still working. Um, yeah. But <laughs> you've got client. You know, you got restaurants, cafes, market stalls, tourism operators, right? All completely shut down overnight. You've got hairdressers, mm. like you know, and they're just their business is just decimated overnight. Yeah. They don't know when they can open again because no. Hindsight now is a wonderful thing, but back then in, you know, the end of March, yep. you know, nobody know. knew what was going to happen, how long it was going to last. Yep. So there was just the uncertainty also caused, you know, the distress with that you're dealing with clients. So that, you know, the last thing you're going to do is go, oh, here's an engagement letter for coronavirus stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, so 
<laughs> I've managed to maybe slide a little bit through on when I prepare their bazas, but right. you know, like it's yeah, we were basically working for the tax office for free. Oh, right. And did you have any clients that were actually fearful about you know how they said, Oh, I'm gonna have to do this every month? Were they fearful that they'd have to pay some money back if it later turned out that they would end up doing well and therefore did have some yeah, well, yeah, the scaremongering after the fact was a little bit you know. Not very, I don't think it was needed. Right, right. Like, um, because, because I just said to my clients, don't worry about it. At the end of the day, we've assessed you based at a point in time. Yeah. If, it if, if, you know, six months down the track, we find out that you actually weren't, you know, as, and because they made it so convoluted, I don't think anybody would have any trouble <laughs> arguing with the tax office that they qualified. Oh, no. Because yeah. they wouldn't have a leg to stand on. The no. legislation was done on the fly. I mean, well, everybody, that... even the tax office was learning. Yeah, so yeah, that's I don't thing. think it would be an issue too much. There was a couple of clients who were trying to manipulate their figures, but majority of them were quite good. They tried to manipulate to, to get the payment, you mean? Yes. Right. So okay. It was yeah. just it's just managing people's expectations. Okay. What what did, yeah. what did you do in that case? I mean, what 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 were your actions? Well, it was advising them best way I could, and mm. advising them that yes, they could possibly be you know looked at and mm. have to repay the funds. Right. Okay. And, and look at out of you know thirty five businesses, it might have been one or two. Right, so, it's a not, not many, but still. And it's okay. just managing their expectations. Yeah. So. Come the uh, economic statement next week, or perhaps come the end of September when this JobKeeper scheme stops, as, it, as we think it, it may at the moment. Yeah. But were it to continue, what improvements do you think could be done to make things better for, for clients or, and for, for practitioners? Um, probably more transparency. Okay. So I initially contacted um, Tax and Super regarding a client who I initially helped get all set up and enrolled. Right. And they then said, oh, because I had told the client that she wasn't eligible as a business participant oh, because yeah. she had a full-time work elsewhere, yep. um, she didn't actually like that answer. Oh, and okay. so... <laughs> I, we originally had discussed her claiming for her employees, which she's in, entirely entitled to do because yep. her business was completely shut. Um, and so then, so I've, I've done the enrolment. I did the first month, but then she, because she found out that I hadn't claimed her as a business participant based on the information I had, yep. she then went, I don't want you to do any more work for me. I'll lodge the forms myself. So I can't now see what she's lodged. I'll probably see it in her bookkeeping later down the later. track. Oh, okay. But the issue was that, you know, some accountants did a lot of the work up to begin with and then they've let their clients run with it. Um, so I don't know if the client's adding employees that they shouldn't be and all this sort of stuff. So it's right. a, the transparency of who did what when. Yep. I mean, I, I've got proof of what I did versus what she's probably done. But we can't see what our clients have lodged. No, and so no. I think that needs to be better um, because now my client might be projecting income, whereas I would rather them be very conservative when they project income right? because that's the information that government's going to be using to and determine it, whether they're going to cut off JobKeeper. That, that's that's so true. If they're overestimating their incomes, yeah, they're going to mm. lose out on JobKeeper. 
that's well, true. Well, unless they're going to cut it off sooner, I suppose is the. <clears throat> is that's the thing? Well, we don't we don't know. That's a, it's all all up in the air at the moment. The only thing is, JobKeeper should be more directed at the industries that actually need it. Okay, um, you mean tourism. For example, tourism in the NT is yep. extremely because we the coronavirus hit just before their season started. Ah. And so a lot of them are all casual workers. They actually employ new people March and April. Ah, yeah. So none of those new people they employed would qualify for JobKeeper because they hadn't been employed long enough. Ah, I see, and of course. Yes. So that was quite, um, that's quite distressing. And because they're saying that JobKeeper will finish in September, that's when the tourism season in Darwin basically finishes end of September, October. Oh, okay. So you've yep. got now these businesses that have basically earned nothing for the season. And then they come into the season when they earn less anyway. Yep. And then so for the next six months until the next tourism season starts, yes. they've yep. got no income and oh. they'll all be on unemployment benefits. Oh, do you? Oh, that's, that's a, uh, and that's a, uh, because of the industry that operates in Darwin in the Northern Territory. Well, I don't right. think, well, because it was a one size fit fits all sort of system yep. they haven't factored in seasonal trading no. that sort of thing and because right. also down south you've got all those bushfire victims that their season is summer that's right so that's december january i think there's going to be a quite i think we're you know the perfect storm is coming still oh dear yeah economically yeah. i think that's that's the thing. Economically, it, it takes a while to play out, and so perhaps we're coming towards that period in the income year when all this yes. will uh, become obvious, and it's going to be more yeah. work for, for tax practitioners, etc., like yourself. Oh, it doesn't stop, does it? Well, especially if they then well, because my suggestion is that they should be targeting the industries. There's a lot of industries that really didn't need the funds, but to their credit, they were mainly businesses that had business uh, money behind them. Right. So anybody yep. that didn't have money behind them was pretty much, you know, dead in the water. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and so, you know, at the end of the day, they were smart, smart business people and had money behind them, which has seen them through. And the stimulus has been greatly, you know, a great help. For yeah, them. been welcome. That's right. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm. But you've got the industries that have just been decimated completely. Yes. Aren't going to recover September. And the trouble is, I mean, from a, a practitioner's point of view, you want to keep your clients on your books because they'll come back and uh, you know start paying fees again. I mean, down the track, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, most of them are, you know, pretty good. I've got a you know long-term relationship with a lot of them, so yeah, that's good. Um, they're all pretty good. Yeah, but yes, I think there's still more pain to come. <laughs> That was Kylie Hyman speaking to us from Darwin. So next we fly back east, head back to Sydney, to Homebush, where we find uh, Lynn Johnson, who is another sole practitioner, and she gives us a rundown of what her experience has been like with the JobKeeper scheme and uh, her many clients. Uh, it, it is a bit, uh, big headache for them, uh, purely because you know how when JobKeepers first roll out, it was yep. just like, a nightmare to be quite honest it was a real nightmare it, there was constantly changing as i said earlier like when they first roll out there's all this um i i would have spent easily the first three weeks that's all i did was ringing up um people like yourself um yep. 
tax office, I literally would spend about 30 hours a week with the tax office talking to different personnel, how to do it. Right. Um, because it was so unclear. Um, and each time you get a different answer. So anyway, um, in one instance, when they first um, rolled out, it was their apprentices. And I actually bring up the tax office. I, I didn't think it was correct, but apprentices, one of the apprentices that I had was, um, she, he was only 16 and, right. 16 and he was still at school. Yep. And I said to the um, tax office uh, personnel, I said, look, do you think that is correct? Do you mean, can he, and he was actually quite rude. He said, well, what do you think? What does the eligibility test say? 16 and over, right? And I said, yeah. <laughs> so and I said, well, he's still at school. Yeah. Like, don't you think that's a bit wrong? He said, well, if it's not your decision, it is, you know, the government's decision. So oh, okay. you just have to put it in. So after that, I have to process my uh, client's um, payroll and mm -hmm. I spend a bit of time working it out how to do it because there's a specific way you have to do it. Um, you've got to top it up in order to come through the group certificate correctly. That's right. Yep. But yeah. So it's quite, it's not just one thing. You've got to be, be able to do it anyway at the same time. So after spending a whole day trying to work it out, put, process it, say, yep, um, send it through, and only to find out at that very night, Josh Freisenberg, Say, hey, yeah, that's right. Go, oh, hey, yeah, we've been listening to the people, blah, 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 blah. We're now lo no longer paying um, um, apprentices um, oh. if they are at the school age and they um, living at home. We're not paying. But right. what they fail to do is to fail to say that if you have already submitted, mm. is to let it go. It didn't say that. So what I had to do then that weekend or Monday, I had to reverse every single bloody transaction, right. resubmit it, ring up the tax office, only have to wait for another three or four hours <laughs> and to get it reversed. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? And and then had to tell the client and say, hey, guess what? Oh, they, they, you're not getting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not getting yeah. it. And, I, I, I um, suppose, suppose to be fair, I mean, it was rushed out, I suppose. You know, you, you could be fair and say, well, these things might happen. But still, it's annoying yeah, when you're yeah. dealing with clients. It's, it's yeah, you know, that, yeah, you, you then have to go to your client and explain that to them. And it's not your fault. Yeah, it's I, did. I did. Yeah. I did. And, yeah. and they, they've been, they saw it in, they actually saw it as well. And um, they were quite, you know, but the thing is, I had spent literally hours and hours and hours. And I couldn't actually charge my client for all this, oh, all this you, time. You didn't charge? Well, I couldn't charge them a lot. Uh, I had the cap it. Right, okay. I had the yep. cap it at mm. a certain amount. Like, you can't just charge them, like, for whatever hours you, you no. spend. On no. That because they'll go broke. You no, know I mean, it's, it's, a diff it's a different I suppose it's a different situation. You're not just filling in the form, doing compliance work. It's a different thing. They don't know what's going on. And I suppose you're, you're compelled to help it where you can. I, yeah, I that's imagine. right. And I couldn't actually, I, spent, I couldn't really charge them three days work no you know or yeah. running around like that you, you can't <laughs> like it's you, you can't do that i mean did, did you have any other problems with job keepers specifically um when it first started or, or even now um now it's more um now it's okay because we, we're now on the third month um, okay. I, i've done all my monthly but i'm still i think still I, i'm still not quite clear even to this very day like because because you know how the monthly you've got to guesstimate um, estimate what they're going to get the following month. Right. And every one of my customer, including myself, has not been able to get 
the correct amount. Say for example, right, I've got a few customers that are in the in the restaurant business, hospitality. Okay, yep. They basically go, it has been insane. They estimate that they're, they're going to get, say, 30000 and then they get 40000 Oh, okay. For that month. Yep. Because people are just spending, like, and, and, and they all worry about to say, well, what if the government's saying that we lied? That was, at, oh. you know, when, when it first came out? Yep, yep. That because of March, everybody was so scared. No one really know what's going on. So mm. some people didn't even... Some people actually closed their restaurant, uh, their, their their shop. Right. Some people, like um, one one client, they actually didn't close their shop, but people were not spending. Mm. Yeah. So when we did the estimate, they fall under thirty percent, just under thirty percent. Okay. Because they were open really really long hours, and the guy was basically saying, and he had a heart problem. That was another thing. And I said, well, didn't you just the shut? Do what you can. And yeah, another yeah. client actually shut the door and then he got quite bored. He said, bugger it, the following <laughs> month, I can't sit at home. Right, right. And, and you know how the JobKeeper cash boost, everything just kicked in, all the really, really That's great. right, the cash flow, yes, right. yeah. And I think it sort of boosted uh, the confidence. Okay. And they got one, of the, one of the other guys who's selling donuts, he's doing forty or $40,000 $40, of donuts a month. <laughs> Really? Because people can go and walk and buy a tray of donuts, no problem, I see, but they can't actually sit down and eat them. Fair enough. Yeah. Do, do you see what I'm saying? He said, yeah. it's better than like Christmas. <laughs> and he's really, really worried as well. Ah. well what's, he worried, what's he worried about? That he'll have to, that he'll have to pay some back? Or what's, he, what's his concern? Yeah, he said, well, I did, he said oh, we didn't lie. We didn't know what was going to happen in the future. No, no. We could only predict what was going to happen based on the last couple of weeks. Yep. You know, when you first put a JKP, you've got to do the the um, the test, the uh, income test. Right. It has to right. under 30. There's yep. a base on that and this and this and this. And now they're doing so bloody well. Mm. It's amazing. And they really, really worry. Yeah, yeah. That they'll have to pay some back, you mean? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, Tax and Super Australia at the moment, we're, we're conducting a member survey. I don't know whether you've seen that about... Um, I have do, done that. The question which, that said, do you think your clients, what percentage of them will survive or could survive without JobKeeper? If it were to just finish in September, what's okay. your, what's your okay. guess? Look, it's really, really hard to say. I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Because JobKeeper is not so much about keeping the particular client afloat. It's a knock-on effect. When people have money, it's right. like economy. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, yep. So if I have more money... I will spend. Right. If you don't have, if like all these people who got job keeper, it's not so much my clients. When they got the money, they would go and spend. They'll keep the economy going. Right, right. Yeah. You go and buy some donuts. So, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so when you take all this away, I, I think I see what they try to get at. If they take this uh, away, no one's got money. Yeah. Then yep. they're going to spend. No, no. Because it becomes like a, a huge recession. Yep. So why people got money is is about building confidence in the economy. It's almost like a stock market, because it's always it's that's how I see it. Because yep. if you look at the stock, I compare that with the stock market. It's, a, it's all about building confidence in the economy. Yeah. So yep. I I actually said on my survey, I said no, I think you will fall fall down because some of my clients, the donut person, right? Right. He doesn't get any JKP for his employees because he's only started his business in December. 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, fast financial year. Yep. But he actually got, um, because he worked in the business, for, he got the participant one for himself. Okay, yep, yep. Because he's, he's there like 60 hours a week easily. Oh, yeah. Um, so he, um, he, um, that's, what he, that's all he gets. Now, he doesn't get any JKP. Does it stay afloat? I don't know. But because he's a people, I have money, they yep. are spending. Do you know what well, I mean? Like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. It's, it's keeping everybody in the job. Yeah. Those people are spending money buying donuts. Donuts is a luxury good. It's not well, really a sustenance. Yeah, it's not, mil <laughs> well, not milk and bread and rice or pasta or whatever like that. That's yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. So well, I'm thinking in terms of not so much. My clients will be impacted, no doubt. If they take that away, yeah. may not. I don't know whether it's going to have a direct or indirect impact because right now they're doing well. Right. Okay. But if you take that away, people are not going to buy. People no, haven't got no. money to spend. And as you said, it's, it's keep, keeping the economy circulating, keeping things yeah, ticking over. Yeah, it's about building yeah. confidence, actually. Yeah. I, I really think they've got to tread this very carefully because, sure, some people, like mm. some people are making a killing, like yeah. Papa. Like, I think they should actually look at industry, like specifically each restaurant. People are lining up. And I know people work there. They actually make employee works like a dog and oh, they're right. getting all this money in yep they're not impacted they're paying no wages those coffee shop that makes a killing need to be looked at because they are making a killing to me it's an abuse the way okay. they treat the, the, the um because they're getting JobKeeper, which is paying their staff, basically. Yeah, basically, I don't know what the rules are, like right. whether you're able to increase the hours. Like, say, for example, one of my my son, my nephew's friends, say 12 hours a week, right, mm. previously, before JKP. Right. Now, because he's getting JKP, the employer is making them work up to $750. Ah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's um, perhaps not morally correct, but uh, it may be within the rules. I don't know. And they asked me, is that allowed? I said, look, morally, I don't think it is. Huh. The other one is, I don't know. I, yeah. Because it's not, I think legal, they probably are able to. I don't know. Right, right. Are the, are the rest of your clients mainly small business uh, clients? Lee? Yeah, they're all small businesses. Okay, yeah, right. And across yeah. the board, are you finding any other problems that you've, found that your clients have, have come to you about that uh, that directly a result of the job keeper package no it's more they bit afraid that they turn around that because they're doing quite well at the moment mm. the government backflip right okay yeah so they're hanging yeah, out for, a real concern. yeah they're hanging out for whatever the announcement may be next week i assume yeah because you know how they keep saying that some some people like for myself i started my business last year um, oh, yeah. yep. and when i started my business last year I can't, I, even when I compare with last year and then I'll compare with like the year before, which is really hard to compare because I just started and then I got more money. And then in March, my, I have no money at all. Really? Okay. Yeah. Nobody was paying me. And I get the JKP because I didn't know where it was going. No. And no. I have clients refused to pay me. And now one of them, the biggest one, I'm taking him to court. Oh, really? Gosh. For non-paying? Yeah. I'm not paying. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. So I'm really worried about like they look at it. Is that March? March, I have no. Like I think March or April, I have just literally no money. I had two thousand dollars came in, huh. and like I look at the previous months, I was bringing in twenty, twenty or thirty. Wow. 
That's a big difference. How compared to last year for that particular month? Yep. Only. Like I can't compare to like the prior years or the different months, but I, I sort of look at everything in conjunction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and I didn't know where it was going. I go if I had to compare, but like pre, but like twenty. 2020 to 2019, my 2019, I only just started, right? Yep. So I, I was doing well compared to this year, but then, then in, compared to April, there was a big dip. Right. Like, and then I could not estimate for, forward because no. I got shit, I only just started, I think yep. it was going to collapse. Even still to this day, I have not bought in any new clients for quite some time because I'm too scared to see clients face to face. Oh, really? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's a, the, that's a thing. Um, it, it's a funny thing, actually, speaking of other businesses, but of course, we're in business. You're in business. I mean, it, right. you know, it, and you're a small business. I mean, you're a sole practitioner. Um, yeah. You have that different people not out. paying and you just started out. So it's, uh, it's um, so yeah. People want to see you for new clients. They, they yeah. do. So, I'm just lucky that the one that I've got, like the six major client that I've got, yep. they were been able to give me work after work. After okay. Work that yep. just increasing because they met me last year. They start liking what I do. And right. they said, okay, I now want you to do the bookkeeping for us as well. And, okay. And thank goodness for that. Yep. But at the time in April, I could not see. And I thought, okay, great. I just started. I yep. just, yep. and some people I lost a few accounts as well because they don't have the money. No, no. You can imagine, I mean, other practitioners out there may have just small individuals, small businesses that, that don't have that luck as in the, the yeah. selling donuts or whatever, you know, whatever clients you have that, yeah. that is being successful. It's, um, it's across the board, isn't it? I think JobKeeper, it should be going on for a little bit longer um, because the second wave is just around the corner.